game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. The Dodgers' magic number to reclaim the NL West is now at 7 after they defeat the Giants tonight 6-3. to Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you until 11.30 tonight right here on Dodgers Radio AM 570 LA Sports. We are live at Dodger Stadium after Tyler Anderson went 7 innings and won his 14th game of the year. He's now 14-3 on the season. Harlan Garcia, the losing pitcher for the Giants, and Craig Kimbrell, like I mentioned, letting it go with his 22nd save of the year. He has been very effective in his last six outings, not allowing a run, and especially here at Dodger Stadium. He had a little rocky uh, issue in Miami on the last road trip that Chris Martin bailed him and the Dodgers out of, but for the most part, uh, Kimbrell has looked better. Uh, I will say this, tonight maybe was the most impressive game that I've seen Kimbrell pitch all season, I think. I, I, I don't feel like I'm going out on the limb when I say that because I have said this a few times and pointed it out very early in the season. Left-handed hitters had really been doing a number on Craig Kimbrell all season long. He just has not been able to get them out consistently. And tonight, he was able to get two really good left-handed hitters out in Brandon Crawford, who just grounded out meekly to second base, and then maybe the most dangerous left-handed hitter for the Giants, Jock Peterson, flew out to left field on an off-speed pitch, and Kimbrell has done better against lefties. It was way over 300 they were hitting against him earlier in the year, and now it's uh, around 286 lefties are hitting against him and righties are only hitting 201 against Kimbrell so tonight for me this was the most impressive outing for Kimbrell in quite some time because of getting out two very good left-handed hitters and dangerous hitters and Brandon Crawford and Jock Peterson offensively for the Dodgers tonight great to see Max Muncy look like Max Muncy against the Giants two home runs a two-run shot and then a solo shot in the sixth inning off of Dominic Leone. The two-run home run was off left-handed reliever Harlan Garcia, and Muncy actually doubled against the lefty in the second inning. He was on base when Joey Gallo hit his three-run home run in the bottom of the second inning, as was Justin Turner, who was on base twice tonight, and thankfully, thankfully, in the sixth inning, singled up the middle to extend his hitting streak to 15 games. I'll just say it one more time. A lot of relief inside of me because I made a grave mistake, a really bad mistake that I have never made before in my life. Justin Turner was doing his interview with Petros and Money before the game, and he sat his bat right next to me, 
And, you know, it's batting practice, right? So I'm not figuring he's using that bat in a game. So I picked it up. I wanted to see how heavy it was, how it felt in my hands, in the Vassay hands. That's just not something you do, especially when a guy has a hitting streak going, 14 games. And he looked at me like he has never looked at me before in a sideways fashion. I mean, he has looked at me in a sideways fashion before, but never this way. And all of a sudden, I said, wait, wait, this is batting practice. You're batting practice bat. He said, no, I rotate my gamers when I take batting practice. I said, oh, boy, all right. It looked like he was using that bat tonight, so I am off the hook since Justin Turner extended his hitting streak to 15 games. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. The one thing I took away from tonight's game in respects to Tyler Anderson, yes, he went seven innings. Yes, he only gave up three runs. In fact, the very first pitch of the game, Lewis Brinson ambushed him and hit it for a home run to give the Giants an immediate lead. But the one thing that may be a little concerning, Tyler Anderson is not getting as much swing and miss. He's allowing more contact. And tonight was maybe his second, well, not maybe, it was his second worst this season as far as swing and miss rate. Tonight, only 18% of his pitches were whiffed on. Uh, The other was 18.2, and that was in his last start. So he's having a more difficult time striking hitters out. And in the postseason, you need swing and miss stuff. You're going to find yourself in situations where you need to put away a hitter And Tyler has been able to do that this year. I don't know if it's just one of those periods of time late in the year where he's found it a little bit more challenging to get giddy up or movement on his changeup or giddy up on his fastball. Um, But he has had a harder time getting swing and miss in his last two starts. And to me and to, you know, there's a lot of scouts at Dodger Stadium these days. And they were the ones that brought it to my attention, and I fact-checked it, and I I found that out. In his last two starts, his lowest swing and miss whiff rates of the entire season have come in his last two starts. So he went seven innings tonight against a Giants team that isn't really that great. So something to keep your eye on moving forward, but he's been really good all year long, and you just hope he can continue to find that magic potion. And I shouldn't say magic potion because it's not magic. He's put in the work. He has found something, and Connor McGinnis and Mark Pryor have helped him find that something. So uh, saying magic is, uh, is disrespectful to him, but hopefully he can find what he had the majority of this year to get the swing and miss that has made him effective. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Before we go out to the phones, let's hear from Tyler Anderson. Um, I think tonight was just, you know, it was one of those ones where they just came out swinging. They were super aggressive. Uh, so kind of flip the game plan from there and, and just try to force them to make that early contact and hopefully limit it, uh, limit it as much as you can. Did you think that some of those, uh, the hard contact was going to leave the park that they made tonight? Um, yeah, the first one, uh, that first one, he got a good, uh, you know, that first pitch of the game. Um, kind of had a feeling he was swinging there too and just threw him a pitch that the exact same pitch he hit last night for a homer, uh, which is a mistake by me. And then the second one, Crawford, uh, was a good pitch. I thought, you know, in the, he earlier in that bat, he kind of pulled one foul um, that was close, but uh, he just did a really good job of staying inside that ball. And, and it was a good pitch, good location, uh, and just keeping it fair right inside there. No, no doubt on the distance, just whether or not it would seem to stay fair. 
Homer's happen, as you say, but when the first pitch of the game is delivered and it goes out, is, is that jolting a little bit, or is it like any other Homer? Um, it's not how you want to start the game, uh, but it's just, you know, he's been, he's been swinging it really well, obviously, the last couple nights, um, and it was just kind of a pitch that was right, in, right into what he'd been hitting. Uh, I want to say you gotta get caught off guard, but you just don't really expect that the first pitch, but, uh, you know, that's part of the game. How important is sort of maintaining focus just this last month of the season, knowing the lead that you guys have, sort of what you guys are sort of looking ahead towards? Um, I don't think there's a. I don't think it's going to be tough to maintain focus. You know, for us, we still want to win every game. Um, whoever's pitching that day, you know, that's it's still part of. You know, you don't want to go out and, and lay an egg because you're not not focused. Um, I think every pitcher, every time they get the ball, uh, you have the intent to go out and try to get every, every guy you face out. Um, so I don't think there's a, a, a focus thing in that. All right, there's Tyler Anderson after going seven innings tonight to win his 14th game of the year as the Dodgers defeat the Giants 6-3 to and lower their magic number to reclaim the NL West at 7. And tonight at Dodger Stadium, it was the launching pad again. Last night, these two teams combined to hit seven home runs. The Giants hit five of them tonight. Combined, these two teams hit five home runs. The Dodgers hit three, two by Muncie, one by Gallo. And for the Giants, Lewis Brinson and Brandon Crawford went deep. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Coming up in about 10 minutes, you'll hear from Dave Roberts. He'll give us a little more clarity on where Tony Gonsolin is in his rehab. And in 20 minutes, you'll hear from Jose Moto. We'll check in with Jose live. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Danny, lead us off tonight on Dodger Talk. Hey, Dave, coming back from the game, and uh, just wanted to call you and talk about uh, Tyler Anderson. He's been so good this year. Uh, he, you know, he's one of the best low-risk, high-reward, free-agent starting pitcher signings I can remember the Dodgers ever having. Uh, and he's been better than good this year. He's been an all-star pitcher. Uh, he, he's got to get a start. He's got to be part of the starting rotation in October. Uh, this guy has a lot of dog in him. Uh, his, he had a big start last. His last start, he went seven innings. Uh, another seven innings tonight. It's very interesting what you said about the swing and miss situation, but he's still getting outs. And he's get, he gave up hits tonight, but he didn't walk anybody. If you don't walk anybody, you can give up hits. And he's getting outs. He's getting wins. He went another seven innings. I just think he's got to get a start in October. Uh, I don't want not a piggyback situation. He needs to be part of the star rotation. And uh, those kind of players. Those are the kind of players you need to win in October, and he looks like one of those guys. He's got a lot of dog in him, Dave. Yeah, uh, he's he's never done it before, Danny, um, but everybody at some point has to do it for the first time if they're going to be in the postseason, but I'm with you. He's shown a lot of toughness. He's not backing down. He has never showed that he is scared out there, so I'm with you, Danny. He's He's been a great surprise to all of us here in Los Angeles because, let's face it, with the Rockies, the Pirates – Never saw this version of Tyler Anderson. No, no, and he, he's he's been tough, and you need tough, you need mental toughness in the postseason, and he's got results. Uh, his numbers are excellent. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. Put him out there, roll him out there, roll with what you got. You dance with the guy, you dance with the girls that you came with. Uh, All right, Danny. 
Thanks a lot for the phone call. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570. You're right. No walks, three strikeouts. That's a big deal. When you start walking hitters, uh, it becomes a problem. A solo home run turns into a three-run home run. We saw that tonight and in the Dodgers' favor when Garcia uh, allowed a leadoff double to Muncie and then Justin Turner drew a walk, which allowed Joey Gallo's home run to be a three-run home run. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to L.A. Jay, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Jay. Hey, how you doing there, Dave? Doing great, Jay. Thank you. Good, good, good. Um, I just want to um, touch on um, Craig Kimball's performance tonight. And um, I know us Dodger fans have been on him all season long about how he never has a clean inning. But um, just want to point out in five of his last six appearances, he's had a clean inning. And the thing is, with Kimbrough, from what, what I observe, all he has to do is just take let it go. That strike zone and just pitch the contact. All he has to do is let it go, Jay. Follow the words to the song. Let it go. That's it. <laughs> that's it and that's all. <laughs> all right, Jay. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Appreciate it. Maybe our first positive phone call for Craig Kimbrell all season long. I love it. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Pasadena. Parker, you're on Dodger Talk live from Dodger Stadium. How you doing, Parker? Oh, good, Dave. I'm, I'm good. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm legally blind, so I, I listen to M570 LE Sports to get all my all, just about all my sports information. Oh, that's um, awesome, Parker. I hope we, we make it uh, vivid for you and we describe what's going on and explain it well enough for you. You guys do. I, I, I call because I think Joey Votto, I identify with him because he could have, like, thrown in the towel in New York when he was getting you know, booed and stuff, uh, but they traded him here to the Dodgers, and he's, like, done great. And I, I just think that it's it's the power of per- perseverance. You don't let anything get you down. So I, I identify with him. That's but, awesome, Parker. You keep persevering yourself. You sound like you're a big Dodger fan. Who's your favorite player? Oh, uh, Justin Turner, of course. Of course. 15-game hitting streak now, Parker. Dave, can you help me out? Because I'm. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. On on the the game tonight, uh, when they ended the game, uh, Charlie Steiner said that the Padres won the game, and the Dodgers' magic number is six. He said that four separate times. Then, like ten it, minutes later, you came on and said the Padres didn't win the game, and the magic number is seven. So I'm like, what? What's you know? I trust you guys. What what, what was happening? Well, there were two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Diamondbacks had a 5-4 to four lead over the Padres. USC Trojan Ian Kennedy was on the mound for the Diamondbacks trying to save the game. Instead, light-hitting catcher Jorge Alfaro singled up the middle to score two runs, and the Padres walked it off with two outs down to their last out, down to their last strike, Parker, and the Dodgers won their game, so the magic number is at seven. Charlie and Rick, uh, at the end of the game, they had it right. It was a, a magic number of seven, as they uh, reported when Alfaro was able to uh, save the Padres tonight. But, look, that was just uh, a one-night save. It's inevitable the Dodgers are going to uh, going to clinch this division. 
Okay, David, thank you. No problem. Magic number at seven. And since the Padres won tonight, the earliest the Dodgers can clinch is Sunday at Petco Park. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Redondo Beach. Steve, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Steve. Yo, what's up, Dave? Hey, man, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, not, not not tonight's game, but uh, the night before I was seeing Mookie Betts in the infield, I and I just had turned the game on at that at that time. What was the deal with that? Say that again one more time. I had seen Mookie Betts in the infield, not tonight's game, but the oh, last game. Yeah, he has played second base twice on this homestand, Steve. He came up in the Red Sox organization as a second baseman, so it's not foreign to him. And look, we're in September and he believes it's fun to play second base. It, he believes it's a load management day for him to play second base instead of the outfield. So that's why you've seen Mookie Betts play second base uh, twice on this homestand. And Steve, I don't know if you heard me, but the first time he played it on this homestand, he had one of the greatest games I believe any player in baseball has had this season, not named Shohei Otani. He comes in from right field, makes a great play on Saturday night uh, in the hole on the shift to lateral the baseball, not a football, to Trey Turner to get a force out on the shift. And he hits his 33rd home run of the season. He scores three times, sparks the offense. It was one of the best games I have seen by any baseball player, and I'm very confident in saying uh, nobody, no other superstar outside of Otani could have done what Mookie Betts did on that Saturday night here at Dodgers Stadium. You tell me if Aaron Judge can come in and play shortstop. You tell me if Juan Soto can play third base. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I thought it was a shift, but he was there, and like he, he turned a double play, and uh, that's crazy, man. And, and so you're saying that's just kind of like a day off for him, plug him in there, have some fun. Yeah, that's how he looks at it. Right on, man. All right, Dave. You're the man, Steve. Thanks a lot for the phone call. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Giants tonight 6-3 to to lower their magic number to 7. They have won 93 games on the year. They're 93-42, and baseball's best record. And with the Yankees stumbling in the American League, the team with the second-best record in baseball are those Houston Astros. And quite honestly, that's been my prediction since the middle of summer we are going to see a rematch of the 2017 World Series, Dodgers-Astros. And I think we all want to see that. Let's go out to Lakewood. Steve, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to see that too, guys. That'd be I'd rather see Dodgers. that than Dodgers-Yankees, wouldn't you, Steve? No, either one. Either one. Okay. I grew up with them. I grew up with them a long time. But, it's you been know, a long they, time they since the Dodgers and Yankees played each other, though. Yeah. Hey, old JT, you picked up his bat. Guy, you don't, he's my hometown guy. My I know. Kids. Mayfair High. Yeah, Mayfair and uh, my, my other daughter graduated from Cal State Fullerton. That's right. He's a college world series, a rare baseball player that has won the college world series and a major league championship. Oh, yeah. He had like, what, uh, five, over 500 betting average at Cal State Fullerton. That's right. He was a great Titan. Yeah. yeah. And, I, uh, hey, I know. I know, Steve. You don't pick up a player's bat. I understand that. <laughs> well, hey, we all learned, right? 
Yeah, I got too loose with it. That's my problem in life. I get too loose. Make bad decisions like go down a slide. Did you get to hit a ball? No, I was just messing around. I wanted to see how the bat felt. I want some of that pine tar, that JT pine tar you see on the back of his jersey. Hey, what was it? It's making me have a better show tonight. Some of that pine tar on my fingers. I could click the phone calls a little better. Hey, what was it, a 34-inch or a 35-inch bat? <laughs> uh, I did not check the ounces on it, Steve. Sorry. It's not like you go to Dick's I, Sporting I, I, Goods I, I, and I, see the number on the knob. It's not like that. Heavy, huh? Yeah. All right, enough talk about Justin Turner's bat. I'll, I'll try to get more information for you without touching it tomorrow, Steve. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're talking about the Dodgers pitching staff in October. Mentioned Tyler Anderson. He certainly may play a bigger role if Tony Gonsolin is not available in the first round at the very least. Tony is still only throwing off a flat ground, 60 to 90 feet. And just looking at him, doesn't look like he's really letting it go. <laughs> no pun intended. He's not really letting it rip when he's playing catch out there. And it's kind of been a roller coaster of diagnosis as far as what we've been told. At first we said, ah, or the Dodgers said, ah, two starts only, maximum. That's all he's going to miss. Then in New York, we heard from Dave Roberts, ah, it's not looking too good. We're a little nervous. Going to send him for an MRI. Then he goes for an MRI, and over the weekend, they say, you know what, we're encouraged by the results of the MRI. Well, today, here's what Dave Roberts had to say about Tony Gonsolin. I think that's the, that's the easy way to look at it. Um, so where we're at right now, um, there were no markers that kind of showed that. But I think right now where we're at is looking at it as uh, – you know, a three-week break, essentially. And hopefully we can uh, use this time to catch his breath, get him back, get his strength back, and have him through October. Um, I can't say right now that if we would have skipped a start here or there, that we would have prevented it. I don't think anyone knows that answer. Um, but we did know where he was at. It was more than he's thrown before, absolutely. Is it just like a residual soreness that's still kind of the case? It, it's... Uh, it's a residual soreness. It's not a sharp pain or any, of any type. Um, obviously, the scans came back all positive. So now it's just kind of the soreness and trying to keep his arm moving, uh, which is important for a pitcher. And then once we can get that soreness out, then hopefully um, that will all dissipate and he can just go from there. Okay. So that's where we're at now. And if you're talking about a three-week break, he was supposed to start on the road trip a week ago last Monday in Miami, and that's when he was scratched and Michael Grove started. So if we're talking about a three-week break, that three-week three break ends next Monday in Arizona. So we'll keep you updated on what we see from Tony Gonsolin. And the question is, when does he have to get off a mound again to be ready for a playoff start? And if we are talking about a playoff start, uh, are we talking about a normal playoff start for him? That's uh, interesting. And quite honestly, after the last day of the regular season, the Dodgers have five days off before game one of the NLDS. Tony Gonsolin is not starting game one of the NLDS. That's Julio Urias. Game two, probably Clayton Kershaw. 
Now you're talking about a best-of-five series. I could see the Dodgers getting through the NLDS without Tony Gonsolin, and realistically, considering the roller coaster of reports we have gotten since he was scratched from that start in Miami, I could see him not pitching in the NLDS and the Dodgers building him back up for a best-of-seven series in the NLCS. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. The Dodgers beat the Giants tonight 6-3 to and lower their magic number to 7. Let's go out to Mo in L.A. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Mo. Hey, Dave. How you doing, buddy? How's the wrist? Much better. I got my brace off right now, letting it air out. So feeling good, Mo. Thanks to my guy, Dr. Shin. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, quick question. Uh, I was at the game tonight, and I just noticed the walkout music for Craig Kimbrell changed to Let It Go. You know, any, yeah. any background on that? Yeah, it started on uh, Women's Day here at Dodger Stadium six appearances ago. Uh, Dodger wives picked out their husband's walk-up music, and they also picked out the song that pitchers come out to to warm up, and we were all stunned that that was the one Craig Kimbrell picked out, and I guess it kind of speaks volumes to how he was feeling and where he needed his headspace to be. He's got a couple of young kids as well, so you know he's knee-deep in Disney movies. So uh, that's the song that his wife picked out for him, and he pitched well that night, and he has never let it go since. Excellent. Thank you. All right, Mo. See, I can answer those easy questions. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda, get his thoughts on what he saw from Tyler Anderson and what he believes might be the future for Tony Gonsolin. We'll see if Jose Moda has a crystal ball. The Dodgers beat the Giants tonight 6-3 on AM570 LA Sports. Dodger Talk is available on am570lasports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger insider David Vassay. Three two to Muncie. Fly ball, left center field. It's in going back. And that one is gone! A home run! Muncie with his second home run of the night in the third to right here in the sixth to left. Muncie with two home runs tonight, 18 on the year, and the Dodgers lead 6-3. to three. The Giant Slayer, Max Muncie, two home runs against San Francisco tonight, a two-run shot in the third inning, and then for good measure, a solo shot in the sixth inning off of Dominic Leone. The two-run home run was off Harlan Garcia, and for good measure, Muncie also doubled off the Giants' lefty. He had three hits tonight, three RBIs, and three runs scored as the Dodgers defeat the Giants 6-3. to Welcome back to Dodger Talk. David Vasse live at Dodger Stadium until the bottom of the hour. And Daniels Jewelers' home run forecast continues to roll. We'd like to congratulate David Hanawi of Norwalk. David receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. We mentioned Julio Urias. I firmly believe he is the Dodgers' game one starter in the NLDS. Julio announced today that he is going to participate in the World Baseball Classic. He is going to realize a dream of pitching for Team Mexico in next year's World Baseball Classic. And 
Hopefully he does that coming off a World Series championship, his second in his young career. Also tonight at Dodger Stadium, we see so many great LAPD officers that after their shifts on the streets of L.A., they come to Dodger Stadium to... Uh, to help support the crowd here. And I want to give a shout out to uh, one of the officers that I met tonight, Officer Gannon from South LA, or he patrols South LA. He's from San Pedro. Want to give a shout out to Officer Gannon, good guy. And the LAPD does a great job on the streets of Los Angeles and also here at Dodger Stadium. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Before we go back out to the phones, let's check in with our guy, Jose Moda. I asked whether or not you have a crystal ball, Jose. Do you have it? Can you dust it off? About uh, Tony Gonsolin, uh, I think this is load management in uh, base case scenario. Uh, nothing to worry about in terms of the inflammation or, you know, things getting worse and the MRI coming down clean. So I am not all that concerned. And I think I agree with you there. There's not going to be a push with the off days that you have between the end of the season division series, uh, hopefully, if there's anything and the Dodgers come up to um, a little bit short with something, hopefully he is on the division series roster, you know, pitching, uh, you know, two or three. I'll say three or four if needed. When would he need to start throwing to hitters or pitching off the mound to be ready for the NLDS? This has to be at least uh, two weeks. So it has to be, you know, you're going to have your bullpen days. You're going to have your simulated games um you know obviously you're not going to be doing this on consecutive days you're going to be do, doing it pretty much on schedule as to where you would pitch um but i think the build-up probably is going to be up to what 50 60 pitches not back to where he was in that case but uh, i would love to see a tony gonsal that comes back and it's just as effective because obviously he deserves a number one and you know he's one of those guys that when he takes a mound his teammates expect to win that ball game Jose, we broke the news earlier that Julio Urias is going to participate in the World Baseball yes. Classic for Team Mexico. You have broadcasted that tournament before. Why does it mean so much to players to participate? A lot of Dodgers are going to be participating during spring training next year. Dave, I think it's about time that the players understand. And, and there's a group of players that, trust me, before, when this whole thing started back in 2006, they started taking seriously a lot of players were like, ah, you know, uh, what do I want to do that? And before you know it, you know, things kind of got a little bit heated because all the Latin American teams and, and the Asian teams were like, no, this is huge for us. And, you know, a lot of times guys didn't take it seriously here in the U.S. It was almost like it was getting in their way of something, right? Well, before you know it, you know, things get a little heated. The U.S. gets embarrassed a couple of times. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. No, no, let's go out there and do this. Okay, so, Dave, the environment that has lived in the World Baseball Classic, it's unmatched anywhere. I mean, it's like a soccer game, international soccer game, with the banging of the drums and the bells and the music and the trumpets and uh, the flags and, you know, even the rag in between, you know, sides from one side to the other is, is remarkable. And uh, I've been blessed to have worked, you know, pretty much every single one of those before. And I'm glad that stars are jumping out early because you, have to, you used to have to beg guys to come, especially the name guys. It was always, you know, being afraid of, uh, if I get hurt, if I do this, I mean, it was proven at one point statistically, and Charlie Steiner and I were doing this game in well, this tournament in Mexico years ago, where they proved that less players went on the IL back then the DL on years when there was a World Baseball Classic compared to other years, and guys started believing that the U.S. had a nice showing last time out. Mike Trout jumps aboard, 
as a captain, and the floodgates open. So they do that, and you know, Dominican starts jumping on him. Tati's obviously um, not going to be able to play, but he he wanted to play. But you got why not? Machado, who, I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> That's an easy one. But Machado, I remember talking to Manny Machado when he signed his big deal with the Padres. And uh, I go, well, you're going to have to get permission because there's a new big contract. He goes, permission from whom? No, I'm going to play because I'm going to play. You know, so Julio, congratulations. It's great. You'll see more players jump in. And also remember that the rules are a bit flexible as to what your connection might be to a nationality. So you're going to see some – Mexican-related players in somehow and in, in, in some type of bloodline say, I'm going to play and I only fit in Team Mexico. That's what I'm going to do. But it's remarkable. I'm so glad star players are jumping in right now. Hey, you never know. Even Austin Barnes could be part of Team Mexico. You might tap into that side of his uh, family. Uh, hey, you know what? When they want to find a way, they can find a way via grandma, great-grandma, uh, because it I think you got to go through 23andMe to get Barnes on Team Mexico. I think you got to do some 23andMe to make him eligible for Team Mexico. That's going to be easy to do. That's going to be easy to do. Hey, if I were playing, <laughs> I'd qualify for Team Spain, by the way, because of my mother's side. All right, all right, all right. We got it. Okay. Jose Mota is our guest. Uh, Jose, before I let you go, Tyler Anderson, seven strong innings tonight, did not walk a single batter, but he did give up two home runs. You heard me mention the whiff rate is down. The two lowest whiff rates were in his last two starts, including tonight. Any concern with that? No, because I'm going to look. I went back and looked at pitch count, right? He went. Five and a third against Miami, 84 pitches, uh, four strikeouts. And he faced the Mets. He went 93 pitches through seven, which was outstanding. He goes seven tonight, 87 pitches. Dave, swings and misses most happen after one strike or in two strikes, right? So when the hitter gets defensive, it's when you're going to see the most swings and misses. In other words, if guys are coming out swinging early, you know what happens? It's going to be a lot of early contact, which doesn't lead him to that wipeout put-away pitch. And I know scouts have this gauged and charted all the way, but the team that he has faced have not allowed him to go deep into certain counts. Thus, he doesn't have to go out there and find that 93 upstairs, which, you know, he can when he wants to, or to double up or triple up on that changeup. So I'll take this, and I, I'm glad, you know, one of the callers today mentioned this, I think it was Danny, saying, this guy's got some dog in him, man. And I'm telling you, just remember when he tried to get bowled over at home plate, I want that guy on the mound for me when it comes up to playoff time, and that's Tyler Anderson. I love it, Jose. Thanks a lot for the insight, and we'll see uh, whether or not Austin Barnes makes Team Mexico for the World Baseball Classic. We'll keep our eyes on that. No, no, better yet, we'll make you the insider for Team Italy with Mike Piazza. Ooh, now we're talking, Jose. I like that. (laughs) Have a good night, bud. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda, as the Dodgers defeat the Giants tonight, 6-3. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of Austin Barnes, he joined us on the pregame show today, and he's been part of this Dodger team since 2015. He's seen a lot of good Dodger teams that have gone to the NLCS, that have gone to the World Series, that have won the World Series. And I asked him whether or not this Dodgers 2022 version is the most talented team he has played on. I don't. I think we always expect to uh, be NOL champions. So I don't think. I think it, you know, just focusing on every day is the the key ingredient to you know a lot of to, to success really. So I think you you know you just you worry about today. You know, not don't get really too far ahead of yourself and 
worry about tomorrow. And I, I think a team, this team does a pretty good job of trying to win a baseball game today. You've been part of a lot of talented Dodger teams. Would you say this one is the most talented? Yeah, I think this one is. I was telling someone that the other day. I think this is probably the best thing we've had. Um, yeah, I think that 17 team was obviously really good. I obviously think the 2020 team was pretty special too, obviously winning the World Series. But I think this team with, I don't know, Fred, with adding Freddie and, yeah. and, and Trey, it's, you know, they're just, they're really, really good baseball players. I would tend to agree with him. I have said this a few different times. The best Dodger teams in the last 10 years have been the 2013 Dodgers, the 2017 Dodgers, and this 2022 Dodgers team. And uh, the 2020 Dodgers are in a separate category by themselves because if you go back and listen to those shows in spring training before the pandemic happened, I was very confident that that 2020 Dodgers team was built to not only win the National League but also win the World Series, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, so you got to include the 2020 Dodgers, the 2022 Dodgers, with the 17 and 13 Dodgers. Those would be my four Dodger teams in the last 10 years that I would say are above all the others. And speaking of Austin Barnes, we all know how good of a receiver he is and how good of a feel he has behind the plate. He caught Blake Trinan last night and was curious to know from his perspective if Trinan looked like the guy that we have seen with the Dodgers. Yeah, Blake's a monster. His slider was, last night his slider was crazy, like crazy, uh, you know, sweeping in. You know, that two seams barreling in on there, and then he's throwing those cutters up and in really good. I thought the fa I thought the velocity was pretty good, too, which is, uh, I thought I think, you know, important. Um, no, but he, he's, doing, he's throwing the ball really well. I think he's obviously going to be a big part of this. Uh, we, I mean, we definitely need him, and him just shutting those no, shutting that late inning down is so important, especially in the postseason. So uh, really excited to, when he's back there and throwing the ball. No doubt. And that's a ringing endorsement from the catcher that caught Blake Trinan. Nobody, everybody can say what they think they see, what the numbers say, the spin rate, all that. But when you get that endorsement from Austin Barnes, I think that puts everybody's nerves a little bit at ease that Trinan is the Trinan before the right shoulder injury. Speaking of Dodger catchers, Austin Barnes, if you look at his social media, excuse me, Will Smith, if you look at Will Smith's social media, you'll see his wife, very pregnant these days. And I, we had a call the other night asking me whether or not he's going to miss any playoff games for the birth of he and his wife's first child. I ran into Will Smith in the clubhouse before the game, and I asked him about it, and he said the baby's due at the end of October. Well, with the condensed schedule at the end of October, that is World Series time. And he said he is not going to miss one single playoff game for the birth of his child. He said they will find a way to not get in the way of Mother Nature and the health of his wife and the baby, but he said he will not miss a playoff game. So there is a conceivable scenario that Will Smith witnesses the birth of his first child and comes to play a World Series game later that night or plays a World Series game and then heads to the hospital for the birth of his child. Very conceivable. So the good news is the Dodgers won't have to miss 
the best hitting catcher in their lineup in a, in a playoff game or a World Series game. And the good news for the Smith family, he won't miss the birth of his child. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's take one more phone call before we say goodnight. Hopefully this one ends well. Fletch in Kansas, walk us off. Hey, buddy. Can you hear oh, me? Boy. Yes, I can. Thanks for taking my call, David. Uh, like I said, we're kind of sad Royals fans, but we like the Dodgers. We watch the Dodgers when we can at night because uh, they're West Coast. Um, so I have to ask, what do you think because uh, the matchup would be in the World Series? Because I firmly believe with this nasty Dodgers team that uh, they are going to be in the World Series uh, who they would be playing against in the American League. Yeah, I, I mentioned it earlier, Fletch. I'm going Dodgers-Astros. That's my prediction. I like that, too. I like that you said that, actually, because I want them to beat the shoes off the Astros. Yeah. We hate the Astros out here in Kansas City. and we Who know likes the Astros? LA. Nobody outside of Houston likes the Astros. Oh, right. Exactly. Uh, so It would be um, an electric I, atmosphere at Dodgers Stadium. And at Minute Maid Park, if the oh. Dodgers and Astros win the World Series. That place was one of the loudest stadiums I have ever heard. And Dodgers Stadium was louder than I've ever heard it before during that Game 1 17 World Series and at the beginning of uh, Game 7 of the 2017 World Series, who I still, I still maintain, and I said it before Game 7, Alex Wood, who is now with the Giants, should have started Game 7 of that World Series. Not old you, Darvish, who, from what I was told, before that game in the clubhouse was already starting to show signs of uh, not wanting to be on that mound. So the other thing I want to point on is... And I like you, Darvish, by the way. I like you, Darvish. I like you, Darvish, too. And he started, was that today or yesterday? Uh, Yesterday, I'm not sure. Hey, we got a run, Fletch. You got something quick for us? Uh, something quick is we hope that the Dodgers are in the uh, World Series and, and that they win it. And when they were here uh, playing against the Royals, we went to the game, and it was really cool. Just Even though they beat the socks off of us, uh, we went just to see the, the big dogs, Mookie and Cody Bellinger and, and Will Smith and, and those guys, and, and Tony Gonsolin. And awesome. Thank you, Fletch. You, uh, you might have started naming off the whole roster. I love the passion out there, and the Dodgers certainly are the biggest draw on the road of any team in Major League Baseball, and we saw a lot of Dodger fans out there in Kansas City. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Tomorrow, a day game here at Dodger Stadium as the Dodgers will wrap up this homestand before they head out on a three-city road trip to San Diego, Arizona, and San Francisco. Francisco with their magic number at seven to clinch the NL West. Clayton Kershaw, Kershaw Day at Dodger Stadium tomorrow. He'll be on the mound against Alex Cobb. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at noon. First pitch at 1:10. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Jake Warner and Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here on AM570 LA Sports will be the player hater himself. Nobody hates athletes more than a sports talk radio show host named Ben Maller. 
Listen to him next. He's coming up right after we're done. Once again, the final score from Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers defeat the Giants 6-3. Have a great rest of your night. See ya, and Mallers next.